it's Hubert. Hello, it's Nicole. And you're listening to Do 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 Hot Zone. Hot Zone. Okay, well, thank you, Hubert, for joining the podcast. I see it looks like you have chosen a new team. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a day one Detroit Lions fan. All about that Dan Campbell life, huh? Golf fans? Yeah, we, we're here to bite off some kneecaps. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. For our audience, since you can't see this visually, Hubert has a lion filter on right now. I don't think it's a filter. I think I'm just a lion. Oh, is this how you look at work as well? Yeah, I actually encourage my associates to have the mindset of a lion and roar all their challenges. Well, it really looks like the Detroit Lions are roaring through, indeed. Best team in the league. I mean, we'll see. We will see, but they are definitely sniffing around, loitering, in the hunt. We're seeing it. We're seeing it unravel in front of our eyes. The NFL really is unraveling. Also, what else unraveled is really everyone's fantasy football teams this past weekend. It was crazy. It was seriously, uh, some people I thought were destined for playoffs, knocked out. I lost all of my leagues, but won my parlay. Hey. There we go. Got to get a dub somewhere. I know. I should take out the money and just leave. Leave while I'm hot. No. Never, never take out the money. You've only won a four-leg parlay. The next step is you got to win a five-leg parlay. Once you win a five-leg parlay, you win a six-leg parlay. Once you win a six-parlay, you win a seven-leg. Then you win an eight-leg. Once you get to nine legs, that's how you know you've made it. Hubert, it's going to take a lot of money to get to this nine-leg parlay. But now you're up, so you're going to get there. I guess. I mean, yeah, I had to win somewhere. We will see. But, you know, congrats to you, Hubert. You made it to the playoffs. As I always do. You know, that was my attitude when I first started the season. But then I accepted. I have a Lions mentality. From the game that happened on Monday, Kyler Murray getting knocked out with that non-contact injury, that was just the epitome of my season, honestly. He's not a Lion. He's a bird. He's a Cardinal. A small bird. He is a bird that got hit by a car this season, honestly. Unfortunately, he is out, but he is recovering, it looks like. And he'll have plenty of video games to keep him busy during his recovery. Cod for days. He's not He's not okay, though. His ACL is pretty torn. But yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of cod. Well, yes, ACL torn, but it's repairable. If Alex Smith can come back, so can Kyler. I mean, Alex Smith had one year after that and then just had to retire. You know, maybe it's time for there to be a new video game, Kyler of Duty. I mean, ACLs on quarterbacks, it's not as bad. You are right. But a lot of his game is predicated on quick twitch and being elusive. So he might lose a little bit of that. It might take him a little bit longer next year to get readjusted and start to trust his legs. I mean, he does love to run around, so he could be a little bit limited, but we will see. As for now, the Cardinals have disappeared off my radar once again. I don't care anymore about them. I mean, you shouldn't anyways. You're a Niner faithful, allegedly. Yes. Um, so they're a good rival. I am a faithful. I have my San Francisco World Champions sweatshirt. I have Brock Purdy in my background. Faithful then? Not faithful and not to buy season tickets however okay hubert listen i'm not made of money okay i 
And I like to watch on the screen sometimes just so you have all of the other football games. Like going to the game was super fun. Loved it. But this is also why I can't be a gold rush girl because then I would miss all of the football games. But if you get a box, then you could watch all of the games while being at a First of all, that was a huge leap for season tickets, my friend. Are you going to be br- going in on this box with me? I'll throw five. So I have to make up the rest of the difference? Yeah, I hear you're making uh, some big moves, potentially. Oh my god. Well, you know, if I win the lottery, I'll promise you, Huber, I will get us a box at the Niners Levi Stadium. And you can come with me every time. That's a promise I'll give you. Deal. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Before we dive into the matchups coming up for this week, what week is it? Week 15, Huber? Is that the one we're heading into? Yes. Before we dive into week 15, you know, just for the audience, maybe for me as well, give us a few tips of how you have become so successful at fantasy football where you make it into the playoffs every year. Well, I used to worry too much about researching prior to the season, but after watching a ton of football, I really just focus on just trusting my gut. You could do all the mock drafts that you want. You could do all of the prep work, all of the research in terms of who's considered a sleeper, but you never know until you play. So I like to focus more on who I know is a pass first offense when deciding on which receivers to reach out and get. And then in terms of running backs, I like to look at who has the best O-line because running backs are only going to be successful with who has a top O-line. Narrow down that to around like six to eight teams, and then you'll have a good pot to pick from. So that's how I actually approach this season. I always look for depth. I'm never going to be drafting a quarterback early. It's always late or even in the waivers. I try to get as much depth as possible. And that doesn't mean using handcuffs because handcuffs are basically wasting two spots of players in the same team when you potentially get somebody that might boom or have a huge season without you even knowing. So that's usually my focus. Of course, I don't win every year, but I have been relatively successful. Um, And this is just... Now you're being a little bit humble, Huber. I don't win every year. Season's not over yet. It's a tough league. So I got to take it one week at a time. I know. There's a lot of competition out there, honestly. It's tough. So many ups and downs. Injuries, running amok. You never know what can happen in this wild, wild game of football. But you just got to control what you can control. And what you can control is how you draft. Yes. And how you address the injuries that come your way. Reframe it. And how you react to a loss. Yes, calm, zen, rebuild. That's the motto. Like a lion. Like a lion. Just got to dust off those claws and march on forward. Unless you're Simba. Rest in peace. Yo, Simba's alive. It was uh, his dad. Oh, oops. (laughs) Mufasa. Rest in peace. I loved Nala when I was younger. Okay, anyways. I'm too into this cat thing since... I mean, look at you. (laughs) You are one of the cats of the lions. I had a cat named Nala. Also, Huber, I would think that you would have better seats at the Lions Stadium. Or are you in a box right now? Is this your view? I'm in a box with uh, Jared Goff's girlfriend. Oh, Kristen Harper. Yeah, great lady. She is very cute. Yeah. Okay, well, don't tell Jared Goff that, honestly. You're about to get your ass kicked out of the Lions Stadium. All right, let's dive into it, Hubert. Okay. 
with my favorite team, Faithful. Niners are battling the Seahawks this week. Niner Nation let out a big sigh of relief with a shutout game, almost shutout game, against the Bucks on their home turf and taking the lead in the NFC West. Purdy showed up and got his parents crying with happiness in the stands and fans chanting his name as he led the team to victory. However, Niner Nation is having their faith tested now with the loss of Debo for a few weeks and also Purdy being day-to-day with an oblique injury. Will Purdy be able to take the field this week when the Niners need him the most? The Seahawks might appear to be at an advantage at home turf with the 12th man around. However, what might be mightier is the Niners' defense that is showing no signs of slowing down. Gino better find new creative ways to cook in order to stand a fighting chance and a chance at the playoffs. Who will prevail out of these division rivals? Will the Seahawks be able to hang on and make it to the playoffs? I think the Seahawks are pretty fucked. (laughs) They're missing two of their best running backs. And in order for them to have success, they need to open up the lanes in the middle of the field through the run game. Because Gino is not somebody that makes deep throws. He's somebody that's kind of like similar to Jimmy in a way. Short passes, check downs, and really getting that middle of the field. Um, So if they don't have that run game established, especially against the top defense in the Niners and even defensive line, I think they're going to get smacked. Yes. I mean, I hope so. This is a big one. That rivalry with the Hawks yeah. always right. still there. So, you know, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Niners will take it. And I hope this fine man, Mr. Purdy, in my screen will be around. I don't know how serious the injury is. Honestly, I didn't even realize he was injured until after the game well he is big cock brock so he showed that he is a big cock brock yeah if you're swinging that cock around you know you might hurt a hip or something hurt his oblique yeah oh wait huber do you think who's better big cock brock or big dick joe um i think for now it's way too early to tell if we're gonna talk big dicks and quarterbacks you can't forget about big dick nick Nick Foles, who actually won a Super Bowl a couple of years back with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the first one to have the big dick moniker. So we can't take the title from him until one of these big dick players wins a Super Bowl. I mean, big dick Joe was very close, but could not take it last year. So yes. Big dick Nick, he got it done. Big dick Nick. Oh my God. These nicknames for these children, literal children. Okay, anyways, Hubert? Well, let's talk about the Lions and the Jets. If you were to try to tell me that jet fuel melts steel beams, I'd simply respond, stop lying. Well, there's no stopping Man Campbell and his Detroit Lions as they have won five of their last six games, making them the second hottest team in the league aside from the Eagles. Offensive tackle Panay Sewell was quoted by saying, Coach Dan Campbell has some nuts to him. Will the Lions be serving nuts like a flight attendant on first class on this jet? Or will the Lions be forced to check in their baggage and playoff hopes due to oversized luggage and ego? Wow. So you think the Lions have oversized luggage and ego? No, I do not. (laughs) I think they're going to win. 
I mean, it really has been great for them recently. They've really come back roaring. Yeah. Really trying to make that playoff push, honestly. But the Jets do have a really good defense. I mean, the Bills-Jets game, Bills barely scored, honestly, in the first half. I don't know. The Jets defense then got real saucy this season. What if I were to say I believe the Lions might have a better offense than the Bills right now? That could be a fair point, honestly. The Bills seem to have fallen a little bit, not going to lie. Josh Allen's still able to get the ball out and there, but struggling a little bit, honestly. I'm actually looking at some stats right now. It looks like Jared Goff is not too far behind Josh Allen in total receiving yards and touchdowns. Really? Josh Allen has 3,553 yards, while Jared Goff has 3,352 passing yards. Josh Allen has 26 touchdowns. Jared Goff has 22 touchdowns. Josh Allen actually has 11 interceptions, while Jared Goff only has 7 interceptions. Wow. I did notice that Josh has been picked a decent amount of times this season. Yeah, Josh has not as sharp as he once was. Josh hasn't been playing at that MVP level that everybody kind of put the pressure and title on him before the season started. And Jared Goff is really feeling this defense. I mean, offense. So I think they might have a good chance against the Jets. And the Jets really aren't good at scoring. And Mike White got fucked up last week twice with. Oh my God. <laughs> that, yeah. No rushing McCaffrey play uh, called. So who knows if he's ready to go or if he can even throw down the field. True. I did see that they are hoping he will be better for the game, but we will see. I mean, it looks like they're a bit over Zach Wilson. He's off just doing whatever he is doing. Yeah, it didn't sound good when I read the news on Mike White and his crazy game. Exiting the game, coming back in, exiting again. The young men are able to maybe have their bodies heal a little bit quicker, but damn, also they are getting hit by like grown men. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, Mike White, I'll got to admit, he's got some dog to him, but against the lion in the wild, I don't think so. I think the lions will take it. I'm sure you think the lions will too. And then we have the Titans against the Chargers. Justin Herbert showed his amazing skills last week with all his offensive weapons available and grabbing passes left and right. With a win against the Dolphins, the Chargers are still in the running to make it to playoffs, but it's a must-win against the Titans. The Titans are on the opposite end and in a three-game losing streak. They still sit at the top of the AFC South, but they need to get some wins on the board. The Chargers defense better bolt up to try to stop King Henry from showing who belongs on the throne and in the playoffs. All right. Well, I think the Chargers are kind of finding their groove right now, both offensively and defensively. And when Justin Herbert has Keenan Allen, he's a killer on third downs. So... I actually think just because of Chargers finding the groove at the right time and the Titans kind of falling apart, they fired their GM, they released one of their defensive players, they look like they're trying to move on and just let the season play out. 
they're still going to make the playoffs. There's probably still going to be at the top of the AFC South, but I think they're going to be bouncing the first round. Management sees that, and then they're going to start rebuilding. But Chargers right now, they got to prove, and Brandon Staley's got to prove that he is the right coach for this team because they have all the weapons. They have a young quarterback who's one of the best in the league. So they better be ready to face the Titans and make a statement win this Sunday or Saturday, whichever day it is. I know. What day are they playing? It is interesting since it is the Saturday games. Yeah, football every day. Make sure to set your lineup, Hubert. Dude, I'm I'm in the playoffs. You know I'm going to be setting. I already have it set. Imagine if you got to the playoffs barely and then you forgot to set it for Saturday. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm not in the playoffs, but I'm just saying I could see that happening with our friend group. Nah, not the playoff guys. Also, would our league ever consider not doing playoffs and just letting it play out until the end i don't think you could do that and no that defeats the fun you have to have tournament style playoffs. i don't want to be in the consolation bracket huber there i said it the loser bracket but they call it the consolation bracket <sighs> you gotta you gotta come in next year with uh with some fire Dry. i will come in like a lion yeah there we go roar yeah i mean i think the chargers also side note justin herbert always is so sweaty and his hair is so matted after the football game or during the football game. But tell me why. Trevor Jennifer Lawrence, his hair always looks great. Why? Two men, same hair, difference. Well, Justin Herbert has some dog to him. So he's willing to get down and dirty. He wasn't like Trevor Lawrence, who in college was titled the next Peyton Manning and the next Tom Brady at a young age. He's been put on a pedestal his entire career. So obviously he got that special treatment of having those hair companies reach out to him and having him be a sponsor. That's part of his image. He's always had to keep that up. If you look at Justin Herbert and his history, he wasn't that highly sought after in that draft, right? While he was a top pick, there were several quarterbacks picked before him. And with Justin Herbert, he's also not a guy that's huge on media. He kind of keeps to himself. All he wants to do is play football. He's okay with being an ugly motherfucker, but Trevor Jennifer- He's not ugly! His hair is just matted! Trevor Jennifer Lawrence, he's trying to look it too hard. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence, his hair, like what dry shampoo is he using? Sheesh! I need that. I mean, he's been in Hollywood for several years. He has, indeed. He even had some dudes leave. A veteran. I will say, Justin Herbert is very tall. Love that. But Titans, Chargers, it's hard. It's hard, though. The Titans with Derrick Henry, but I don't know. They've just been fading into the abyss, honestly. And the Chargers, who knows? Will it be too late for them to do anything with this season? Time will tell. This weekend will tell. I think you're still good. You're still fine. AFC's trash. Indeed, it is. Indeed. Okay. Now I am excited to be talking about this next one. We have B2B, BVB, Bengals against the Buccaneers. Well, the Buccaneers season has been as tumultuous as Tom Brady's moods. Brady couldn't get anything moving and was held to one touchdown last week against one of the best defenses in the league. Throwing tablet Tom will look to make a redemption against the Bengals this week in a must-win in order to keep the lead in the NFC South. However, the Bengals will be a tough one to beat as they've been scorching hot winning the last five games, especially with Jamar Chase back in. Bengals are tied with the Ravens, and if they win, they'll take the division. 
Will terrifying Tom be beat by young Big Dick Joe and make people wonder if he should have just retired? Thoughts, I think, now after every Bucks game. Because Tom is either really good in the last moments and scary in a, I guess, good way for the Bucks, or he's just trash. I don't know. Very up and down. Yeah, the Bengals are another example of a team catching their stride right now. So no one's going to be able to fuck the Bengals. And the Buccaneers, who are supposed to be a top tier defense have not been. So Devin White, who is considered to be one of the best linebackers in the league, he's been slow as fuck. They haven't been able to tackle. They're giving up big plays. The Bengals have too high power of an offense for them to be able to stop. And the Bucks offense themselves, they haven't been able to keep up with any teams. Exactly, Hubert. I would agree with everything you just said. I mean, it's it's strange, though. The Buccaneers really, I just, I don't know. I guess a lot of teams, it's been interesting to see this season. I think people forget that they lost Bruce Arians to retirement. Yes. And then it kind of is, it's bringing back up some of those old reports saying that Brady and Arians kind of had different philosophies. There was a report earlier this week saying that Tom Brady changes the game plan so obviously there might be some kind of differences in opinion between the head coach and him but obviously when you're losing they're always going to put out different articles so who knows what's true all we do know that is true is tom brady basically didn't participate in the offseason yes that is true even though it's a very similar team they still lost a bunch of players it still are new people that are being onboarded so it's very tough to come in and expect everybody thing to be the exact same and everybody gets their energy and draws their energy from tom so if he's not in a good mood nobody's going to be happy. They're not going to be playing well. So I just think the season's lost for the Buccaneers. I would have to agree. I mean, even look at Fournette, their lead running back. Now he's shelved or was injured, but shelved away. Well, he's playoff Lenny, so he's only good in the playoffs. So if they don't make the playoffs, we'll see. And I mean, right now, I guess they are going to make this playoffs. They're still top of their division, the worst division in the league, honestly, this year. Panthers are on their way. They are. They are creeping up but I have to say I think the Bengals are going to take this one the Bengals do have some injured players I believe but players are injured other ones are coming right back in so give and take honestly but I think that young energy has been a curse for Tom Brady so far especially with that smackdown by Purdy this last week all right well let's just stick in the NFC South since we're already talking about the Buccaneers let's talk about the Panthers they're a little bit more exciting right now so in a battle between two disgraced quarterbacks we head over to North Carolina where the five and eight Panthers look to pounce back into first place in the NFC suck. I mean, South two quarterbacks known for two things, kissing and being first round bus. One kisses titties. The other kisses woman and gets mono. What? Well, the Panthers are going to be kissing their playoff hopes. Goodbye. If Sam Darnold and the boys can't get past TJ Watt and the now healthy Steelers defense. Okay, I'm going to need more information on this kissing thing. So Mitch Trubinsky, who is going to be most likely the quarterback for this game because Kenny Pickett got knocked out last week. Yes. He is known for sending a tweet that says, I love to kiss titties. What the hell? Look it up. 
<laughs> Sam Darnold a couple years back got mono, which to most people know, usually comes from kissing. And he missed several games due to mono. Damn. Two quarterbacks drafted as top 10 picks, both kissing. That is very interesting for both of these men. Can't really say I've been paying much attention to Steelers or the Panthers, but I think I did see Kenny Pickett was down. Poor Kenny and his small hands. I think Panthers are going to take it. I just like to roll with the hot teams towards the end of the season. When you got more to play for, it's a long season, but there's you're going to have to find motivation. Steelers got no motivation right now. There's no way they can make it in the playoffs. Um, the only motivation that they have is playing for their jobs and potentially making sure that Mike Tomlin doesn't have a losing season. But that's their only motivation right now. They're pretty much done. Panthers still got something to fight for. They showed some dog in them last week in their win. So I really think that they're going to take that win and just start rolling with it, knowing that they're right behind the Bucs and probably a more confident and competent team as the Bucs. They actually have a very good defense. A lot of people are not familiar with them because they are a smaller market team. Brian Burns is a terrific defensive end. And then you also got J.C. Horn on the defensive side for the quarterbacks, who is really just locking receivers down this year. Great. Love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers definitely, they are able to lead the division. This is a time when the Panthers will try to push themselves up cool i don't know i just they just aren't teams i've paid attention to i only have deontay johnson and he's been on my bench basically you gotta pay attention to every team if, if you're not thinking about this year you gotta think about next year well i this is why i need to be at home watching red zone but the niner game was really fun and a bucket list item to watch tom brady in the flesh who knows it could be his last season that's very true that is very true so it was nice it was nice but go to the game have a little fun but unfortunately then miss some of the research that i could have done give and take pros and cons let's go to another team and keep this trend of the NFC South. We have Falcons against the Saints. Everything is on the line in this game for the Falcons. Wow, that was dramatic. With the Buccaneers losing its way in the open sea last week, Falcons and Panthers both are pretty close to getting higher in the worst division in football this year. With Desmond Ritter poised to make his first start at quarterback, it'll be interesting to see if this young rookie can be as impressive as others in his draft class. We love an underdog story, so we will see if the Falcons will take this one. Saints are at the bottom of the NFC South, and I hope they all got a good rest from their bye week. Their chances at playoffs are pretty much sealed, but you never know what a determined redhead could do down the field. I don't think we should even talk about this game. This game is going to be trash. So one quick comment. Saints should be starting Jameis Winston. What? I thought it was Andy Dalton. No, they should be starting Jameis. Oh. I don't know why they are not starting Jameis Winston. Maybe the coach. They love that fiery red hair. Or the coach is a racist. That's what I'm going to go with. And that's all I'll say about this game because it's going to be fucking trash and I have no interest in it. Okay. Not even to see Desmond Ritter take the field. No. First start. Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move it along then. You're up. And the Raiders, ye Patriots. Josh McDaniels, Regresa and Lagur. Donde gano cinco campeonatos. Pero este domingo aprendermos si fue el genio del McDaniels o el liderazgo del entrenador Belichick. 
are they playing in Mexico? No. I'm confused at why this went into Spanish, honestly. I did Spanish in high school and college, and I'm not going to lie. I only know some of this. Um, Basically, Josh McDaniels is going to be returning to New England, and we're going to see if he actually was a genius as offensive coordinator, or was it all just the leadership of Belichick? Hmm. I don't. I didn't really want to talk about this game because fuck the Raiders. Only only notes of this is Patriots could potentially still make the playoffs. Their defense is amazing. Matthew Judon, he's actually one of my favorite players right now. He is getting sacks on sacks on sacks. So he is going to eat against Derek Carr. Wow, really go play your old team like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Lions fan, dude. Born and raised in Detroit. Eight mile. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, I did see that Mac Jones is pretty upset at the offensive coordinator after the game. Or during the game, he was pretty pissed off, apparently. His offensive coordinator has never coordinated offense, so that's why. I see. Yes, I saw the video clips, but yeah, I mean, the Patriots, we will see. I'm pretty sure they'll win. Sorry. You're like, don't be sorry. Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> Too soon. Now, we will head over to the East Coast with the Bills against the Dolphins. So, Tua has been hanging on by a thread, literally, physically, <laughs> and mentally, probably, as he has lost the last two games. One of them almost getting snapped in half. Will he be able to make those connections and get his team up the hill and the waddle to victory <laughs> last week the Tyreek Hill proved once again that he has been effective all over the field when he scooped a would-be forced fumble and brought it to the house but this week they face a Buffalo Bills defense that also has a tendency to cover all over the field as defensive tackle Ed Oliver looks to demolish the front lines without his running mate Von Miller all over Oliver get it now I do <laughs> And all over the field. Tendency to cover all over the field. And all over. Maybe put in parentheses. Continue. Yes. I mean, the Bills are really almost about to clinch the playoff berth. They'll have to really pick it up because they have been a little shaky, just a smidge shaky. So we'll see. Dolphins are pretty good. And Dolphins are probably looking to make a comeback after these two losses. But I thought the Bills were noxing on the door to a, to a playoff bird. The Bills are definitely knocking on that door. I think the knocks will get them there. I agree. Dolphins right now don't look the same. They really rely on Tyreek Hill's speed, and he looked like he might have been injured in that previous game against the Niners. I think it'll be a, definitely a good matchup, though. The Niners' defense is definitely better than the Bills, but the Bills do have a crazy good defense. Tua has not been looking the same, so... We'll see, but maybe he'll snap out of it. Maybe they'll rely more on the run game. Uh, but this is going to be a good game. I'm actually excited to watch this one. Division rivals. I think the tough part, though, will be that the Dolphins, based out of Miami, it's hot down there. They're going to be playing in Bill's home turf. It might snow. It's true. Could be more of an advantage for the Bills. Apparently at the SF game, they used heated benches, and it was only 55 degrees in the Bay Area. It's cold for us. I wish I had a heated bench. It was cold. But if you had box seats, then you would have been nice and warm. Or if I had stormed the field and sat my ass down, I would have been warm. Even better, you won't. One or the other. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If I was a football player, I'm not going to lie. If it was snowing, I'd be like, 
It's gonna be a no from me, dog. What do you mean? Then you ain't then you ain't a football player. I'm not, but I'm just saying hypothetically another reason why I could not take the field. There we go. Cheerleaders gotta be out there too. Don't forget that. Yeah, I would also be like, it's a no from me, dog. <laughs> Unless they had really cute snow boots and like a candy goose jacket, maybe vibes. They probably do. They definitely do. But again, I can't be a cheerleader because I have to watch all the games, Hubert. Gotta keep this moving. Some teams make you sign contracts saying that you will not have relationships with the players. So yes, I, I also heard that. So my slim chance at getting with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to hold on to that too. Great. Many reasons, many reasons. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always have a special place in my heart for Josh Allen. I think Tua... He's really gone through so much of the season. The season isn't even over. As much as I love dolphins and they are my spirit animal, gonna be the Bills for me. Okay, I, uh, I agree. Okay, <laughs> this will be in the parlay. Right. Oh God, yeah. I am addicted. Yeah, dude, you should start giving uh, betting advice. How can I give betting advice when I've won one, lost like four? <laughs> That's 25%. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's top it off with probably the most important game of the week, the Giants and Commanders. You know, the Giants should really sign OBJYN to address their offensive woes because they sure looked like some giant pussies in their 26-point collapse versus the Eagles. On this week's episode of Sunday Night Football, we get a rematch and tiebreaker between the Giants and Commanders. If there's one team that's excellent at mishandling treating women, it's Dan Snyder and his Washington Commanders. Will the Giants deliver the victory inching closer to a playoff berth? Or will they abort their season and let the tyranny of misogyny rule? You know, I really, I love that whole piece. Really great Excellent work, yeah, honestly. You, you get it? OBJYN, like O B J Y N, like yes. Matt loved it. Loved it all. All of that together. And then I talk about I talk about pussies and then uh pregnancies and yes, misogyny. All of it really tied together, wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah, I did hear that OBJ was probably going to sign with the giant word on the streets. So what happened with OBJ was he met with all the teams. And it was leaked that he was not ready to play. Oh, so the whole purpose of him waiting was to potentially play for the playoff stretch. But through the physicals and all of that, they found that he is not progressing too quickly or as quickly as hoped in his recovery. So there really was no point in signing him. So if you notice, the Bills, who were one of the teams that were looking after him, they ended up signing Cole Beasley. Oh, I did see Cole Beasley came out of retirement once again. Exactly. And then also the Cowboys. T.Y. Hilton. Yep, exactly. So it's done. Giants can still use an OBJYN, but <laughs> he's looking for a longer contract. And I don't think anybody trusts his knees or his health just because of you know, his historical card of health. So I don't think, I don't know if he's going to have a team until next year. Damn. It has been quite a journey. Everyone's been all hovering over this whole OBJ, how he has been like visiting all these teams or like he's doing his little tour. OBJYN, I know you want to say it. You're... <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the Giants have been on a losing streak, right? Have they won recently? I think it's two games, yeah. I, I mean, I like the Commanders. I fuck with Taylor Heineke. They got some dog in them. Uh, Heineke is just fun to watch. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Literally never know what he will do. Yeah, he'll just point down the field and... Slinging. Crazy fucking... So... Never know, I'm scary Terry out there. Yeah, no, I love I I actually like the team when they were still called the Washington football team. The fact that they are such a mess of a team and barely even have a stadium is hilarious to me. And it's even better that they're kind of winning. So I like the commanders for this week. Uh, just because they have a little bit more moxie to them. Giants really feel like they're losing that edge that they had at the beginning of the season. Daniel Jones is just not that guy. But Taylor Heineke is him. I was like, I was going to be like, Daniel Jones is not him. I know. Daniel Jones, I've just been seeing his frazzled face on the screens more often now. The Giants really were trending hot in the beginning, but it seems to have slowed down just a smidge. And it seems like Barkley's quads can't even save them this time around. But it has been fun to watch. The New York teams have really been doing yeah, it this they year. They rely way too heavily on the run and don't really have a strong backfield outside of Barkley. So when Barkley isn't 100%, they don't got shit. Yeah, it's hard when relying on just one person to really take you over the hump. But, you know, good for Barkley's fantasy managers, honestly. Not I, but others. But yeah, I mean, we'll see if the commanders are able to take command. But it has been impressive their season, despite all of the, the other stuff, negativity going on. Dan Snyder, so much news coming out about him. But it looks like the team itself is doing pretty yeah, well. I think uh, Bezos is going to buy them. So it's going to be the Amazon commanders. What? Yeah. Are you uh, serious? Bezos is looking to purchase. Damn. I guess now's the time to slide into Jeff Bezos' DMs and I'll be up in that box. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, like, I think it's great for the team because they had the worst stadium in the league that was breaking down. There's very passionate fans out in D.C. So if they were to build a new stadium through some Bezos-type money, that's going to be a crazy fucking stadium. Yeah, that would look pretty nice. Probably up there along with SoFi Stadium. There's not going to be any humans that are working the concession stand. <laughs> just a, a drones flying and dropping. That honestly would be amazing. Yeah, dude, it would straight up just be the Alexa oh, stadium. Oh, yeah. Hey, Alexa, let's play the Washington Commanders on Sunday night. And exactly. then Carrie Underwood emerges from this, like the ceiling. Yeah, dude, I mean, have you seen the Thursday night football broadcast? Yeah. They have so much fucking money. Like, they hired some high profile people, like Carissa Thompson, Taylor Rooks. Those are some. Like, I love the Thursday night football cast. Yeah. I love how they have. Fitzmagic there, Richard Sherman, Carissa Thompson. is a nice blend of everyone. No, they, they do a great job. They just get some shit games. They, the league just gives them some shit games. That is really putting it gently. They have been, yeah, getting very shit games, honestly. Thursday nights have not been good. Yeah. Some surprising, but... Yeah, even are. even the Amazon music thing they throw in. I don't know if you ever watch that, but they have two chains hosting it and they just have random artists just do a lot. Yes, the music the music performance afterwards. Yeah, they just shit money, dude. So like if they purchase the commanders, I think it's good for the league. It's good for that team. Like it's it's gonna be cool and fun to see. And hopefully they change the game. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, 
with all of that said, when all is said and done, as I say goodbye to all my players, actually, no, I actually need some players so I can escape the consolation bracket punishment. But (laughs) as one door closes, Kyler Murray, another door opens. Stay tuned to see who I select as my starting quarterback in this final push, not for the playoffs, but to avoid punishment. Exciting. Okay, Huber, any last words for our audience before we wrap? No, it's been a it's been a good season. It's actually very sad that we're coming to that later half where football matters more. It's going to be extremely exciting, but at the same time, soon we're going to be months without football, and that will be a very sad time. Don't worry, Hubert. Just listen to this podcast, the episodes you re-listen to the season, and just get hyped all over again. Maybe you'll start doing a basketball podcast. Who knows? Oh, gosh. Okay, let's not go too crazy, honestly. <laughs> all work and no play made Jill a boring cat mom at home. There we go. There we go. Okay, thanks as always, Hubert, for joining us. Right. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Hanukkah. Thanks for keeping it hot.